Welcome to episode four of Two Pans in a Pod. Two Pans in a Pod. I like your jingle better than mine. <laughs> this is my co-host Kit. They use they them pronouns. And this is my co-host Dave. They use they he pronouns. So hello and welcome to today's episode of Two Pans in a Pod. Today we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. It'll be a little less dark than last <laughs> week. Uh, we're going to talk about gender expression and having your gender expression policed by other people. And on that note, fashion and clothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We're also going to talk a little bit about over-pronouning. <laughs> of which I have been guilty. <laughs> I have as well. I just want everybody to know I'm using their pronouns. <laughs> We're also going to do a little catch-up in this first coming segment of Two Pans in a Pod. Two Pans in a Pod. Hello, Kit. Hi, Dave. <laughs> How was your week? Hectic. How oh. was your week? <laughs> uh, eventful. Mm -hmm. it sounds mm. like it. Well, I had kind of a... I don't want to say a... Cosmic realization, <laughs> also known as an epiphany. I it it wasn't that strong. It was just more of an internal feeling that what I was doing was not making my soul happy. Mm. And and it had shown. I had friends and uh, roommates who were showing concern. Mm -hmm. Like, are you okay? You're not well mm -hmm. here up in the up in the noggin. I'm pointing to my head. People, mm -hmm. in the, I forget. People on the radio can't see that. Or it's on the true. Audio. In the radio, yeah, it's radio for 2021. <laughs> so, um, I resigned my position with the company that I never announced I was with, the, wow. the cannabis company. Okay. Um, and just I'm going to be doing uh, more with social media and TikTok, um, trying to maybe set up a merch store. Mm. I know some Uncle Davey merch, so we'll see what happens with that. Can we get some purple Gandalf merch? I mean, that would have to be part of it, right? For real. <laughs> I have several artists that follow me and have drawn lovely pictures. I just need to pay them for their time and work and use that for some of my merch. Mm. Um, and then, uh, so, and then I'm doing a little bit of rideshare driving, as I think I mentioned last week. Back doing that with uh, uh, with Lyft. Mm -hmm. Love that company. Um, and so, yeah. Making, making some money and setting my own hours and a lot less kind of stress on Dave. Good. Yeah. Good. Happy, happy stuff. What about you? Any good big news? Um, I've got Any reason three. why you were late today? <laughs> I was. And when so, I say late, you were like two minutes? So to our listeners, I'm, I'm always late. I'm always varying degrees of late specifically to this podcast. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> the universe conspires against me. And today I was five minutes late because I was launching my website. Yay! I'm so excited. So you can now find wait, me. I have a I have an applause button. Oh. Wait, it's not turned up. Oh wait, there it is. Hang on. We gotta turn the things on and that on and that on. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'll be here all week. Uh you can now find me on Instagram at Pacific Northwest Perfume. And you can find me at PacificNorthwestPerfume.com. Our website is live. Wow. We will be launching our product in October. But for now, you can go take a look around, take a look at our About Us. 
look at all the beautiful photos that I found from local photographers of the Pacific Northwest. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I'm really proud. Kid, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. That's awesome. Pacific um, Northwest perfume. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's me. Yeah. And um, so go follow our Instagram. Send me a message. Say hello. Say you're from the podcast. And uh, I also i have got two other completely unrelated announcements. Um, so I have been making sort of various series of appointments lately and doing a lot of self-reflecting. And I have an appointment next month to get a consult for a tubal ligation for my final remaining tube. I've only got one. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm wondering if I can get 50% off because they only have to tie one. <laughs> um, probably not how that I works. I don't think that's how it because works. Because American medicine, but... No yeah. bulk discounts or, or... It's worth trying, you know. <laughs> they only need to go in one side. Um, but that's something that I've known I wanted to do for probably about a decade now. And I just never really took the steps because I was misinformed. Um, it used to be prior to Obamacare, uh, a lot of states had arbitrary rules about you have to be a certain age, you oh. have to have had X number of biological children uh, before you can get a tubal. Wow. And I let my fear of that <gasps> stop me. Oh, However, since Obamacare, that is no longer the case in most states. Um, I am also uh, a member of the Satanic Temple, uh, for whom control over one's own body is one of our religious tenets. And so I was also ready to like whip out the religious freedom thing, but they were like, "No, you can just you can just do it." Yeah. So so I'm gonna just do it. Congratulations! Thank you. Yay! So that'll be awesome. Um. And then that leads me into my next appointment. Also next month, uh, I have an appointment for a consult to begin microdosing HRT for gender affirming purposes. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. <gasps> Yay. Yay. Lots of big changes. Lots of big. Oh, well, especially after HRT begins, then mm -hmm. you get second puberty. Right. Although hopefully with the, the micro dosing levels, the changes will be very subtle and very oh, gradual. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Yay. Yay. On two fronts. <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. So, yeah. Gender and perfume. It's my whole life. <laughs> That's me in a nutshell. Oh, that's, uh, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you. That's Thank you. good news. And now you are caught up with Kit and Dave yes. on the Ketchup Corner. Ketchup Corner. You look very nice today, Kit. Thank you. I love your pants. Thank you. Um, I have admired that kind of... I don't know what to call it. Is it boho? Is it so? It's just this baggy wonderfulness. That ooh. one. That one. Ooh. 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 <laughs> did you hear that go yes, back in? Yes, I yeah, did. Because that's not the name we use. <laughs> ooh. There that's... was a there was an audible vacuuming sound <laughs> as that as that word was sucked Dave, back into your Dave mouth. Dave lived in an era where that was um, just the word we used, and and he has to remind himself that that's appropriation and also very racist. And we live in a town where there are not one but two separate 
businesses that have the G-slur in their wow. business name. Gross. It is gross. Okay. Um, all y'all listening right now, the G-slur that he's used to refer to the Romani people mm-hmm. is a slur. It, it is. is offensive. Mm-hmm. If you are still using it to describe yourself as a free spirit, I implore you, please, God, Google find an, the G-slur. Find another word. And why we don't use it. Um, interestingly enough, boho is also going out of style for the same reasons okay um because it refers to a specific subset of people from bohemia oh uh which is really interesting to me and so i've been doing a little bit more reading um these are referred to as harem pants that's also not quite okay no um (laughs) that is what they are called that's right that's the word yeah but still i don't love it (laughs) Uh, but if you, yeah, if you go on Google and you search, you know, linen harem pants, that's what these are. They have pockets. They have Um, big pockets. These are, I have decided I no longer wear denim pants. I just don't wear jeans anymore. They're not comfortable. I don't Mm. like them. I don't like how they look. I have really long femurs. And so when I wear jeans, my legs look really short. It's a weird flex, dude. I know. (laughs) I know I when I got into a femurs. see I can't I always hit the plane seat in front of me with my knees. Oh yeah. Um when I got into a car accident my knees connected with the dashboard. My femurs are just long, man. <laughs> so like I don't like how I look in denim jeans. Um so I've decided that I don't wear denim jeans anymore. So I had an interesting, I was just telling you off mic a second ago, I had an interesting car ride with somebody who was trying, I'd mentioned our podcast and gender and pronouns, and this person was trying to get me to reveal things about my co-host that don't need to be talked about. Um, And one of the things they were asking me was about your haircut. Mm. Well, what's their haircut like? I'm like, it's wonderful. (laughs) It's wonderful. (laughs) I said, it fits their head very well. Mm Mm-hmm. They they really want to know. And it's like, because in their mind, they just needed to assign something to you so they could make sense of it in their binary brain. Well, and brain. it's hysterical, because if you'd told them that I have a mohawk mullet, that wouldn't have helped no, them at really all. No, it wouldn't have helped. Uh, <laughs> I was telling Dave, also off mic, that people do get very pushy with me about my assigned gender at birth, and especially my name. If my name, my real name, that's always the phrase they use. That's a big red flag. Yeah. Oh, Kit, is that your real name? Yeah, it's my real name. (laughs) That's the name I use. That's my real name. I just told you. That is how you made it. And here we are in reality. Right. Wow. Um, But people get pushy with me. And my view of it is unless you are naked in my bed, it is not your business what set of genitalia I have. And I've started getting a little savage with people about it. And so people will get really pushy with me and I'll say something like, wow, you really just asked a complete stranger about their genitals. How embarrassing how, for you. How awkward for you. Yeah. Um, or time, I'll time ask, for some self-reflection in the corner. Exactly. Go, go. Or I'll ask a personal question right back. How big is your penis? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is it average? That would be especially lovely to ask somebody a female presenting. Right. Yeah. How big is your penis? Have you ever thought about breast augmentation? Oh. Are you finding that your breasts get saggy? 
And they get really defensive about it. And like, yeah, that's yeah. what it's like to ask a complete stranger about their primary and secondary sex characteristics. Please don't do that. Don't do that. We don't need to do that. I'm not going to be nice about it. I'm almost 30. I have no reason to be nice about that stuff anymore. <laughs> Been dealing with this for too long. <laughs> the claws come out. I can actually see them emerging a little bit as we talk about them. <laughs> God, I always uh. loved that. I think it's the second X-Men movie. And the woman who has the nails that grow like Wolverine's claws. Oh, yeah. I always thought those were so much cooler than Wolverine's claws. Absolutely. If I could grow my nails at will. <laughs> uh, that would be amazing. Although the manicure costs, growing and shrinking. Except that they're they're like vibranium or whatever the X-Men equivalent is. Like right. they're just metal and they they're always that silver color oh see that wouldn't work like we'd, we'd need we'd need rainbow colors yeah you can do tips <laughs> you know <laughs> they'd break off as soon they as would, you absolutely. as soon as you shoved your your eye or your finger through somebody's eye socket yeah that'd break off you they have to go, go to the doctor and there's yeah. like an acrylic can't nail. be a superhero with acrylics sorry what about the the um what are they the tips that people use for their cat's claws the like vinyl tips. Oh, I've seen those. Those are so <laughs> like put those on. Ooh, since we're talking about cats, because we mm -hmm. can't go one podcast without talking. About them. No. They're they're not here presently. They're not because because we have a new space. We do. How are you enjoying the new space so far? I love it. It's very cozy and comfortable. This new space comes courtesy of my roommate Stephanie Slade, who has this space as her vocal studio and rehearsal space. Mm -hmm. And it is just, she has done an amazing job with the space given. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it here we get to sit and have our little podcast. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. Go see her on Etsy at Slated Designs. Slated, S-L-A-D-E-D. -E yes designs beautiful earrings beautiful earrings very cool jewelry if we plug her enough maybe she won't charge me rent for our podcast <laughs> plug 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 <laughs> anyway sorry we were talking about um fashion or fashion policing or expression policing the fashion police the how dare you police socks and sandals <laughs> now okay i have a problem with that um with but socks that, and sandals yeah but that's a personal thing and i'll get over myself you wear, you wear what makes your feet happy, I suppose. I can't wear socks and sandals because I wear chacos, and mm -hmm. so I would have to get toe socks, and I hate the feeling of toe socks. I have some. Uh, I used to have toe shoes. I have toe shoes. Those were a big scammy scam scam, by the way. They were not good for my feet. They were great for mine. <laughs> they were not good for running uh, on trails. <laughs> oh, I loved them for running, but I, I'm also a rock climber, and so I shove my feet into basically the equivalent of ballet slippers. That I could see. And so having Vibrams to run in and to like spread my toes back out was really an essential part of climbing for me. So I also hate running. I hate running. I hate cardio. I miss running. <laughs> I wish my knees would let me run more. Ugh. I don't miss rolling my ankles, though. <laughs> I'm a big, big guy. I, I'm not a, a, a svelte marathon runner who can do a, a three-hour marathon. Oh, God. Marathon people are a different breed. They are. My if, mom was a marathon person. Oh my goodness. Fifty-five marathons she ran. Uh, mom was a little extreme in the in the running thing. Mom, what the hell? Yeah, she needed to slow down. Uh, I <laughs> hate running. I'll run if something's chasing me or if I have to get to something, but it's not fun for me. 
And I thought maybe the more I do it, the more I'll enjoy it. And I never did. Yeah. I ran I, for years. I got I got to the point where I had the Garmin watch mm. to track the miles and the, the time per mile. And then I had the heart rate monitor to track how my heart rate was going. And I got very competitive with myself. And that got to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, I was injuring myself because I was trying to go harder, faster every time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's not do that. No, <laughs> no. And now we come back to the conversation that we were in again. Back from the weeds, <laughs> fashion police. <laughs> I actually had a very nice um, uh, interaction today before we did the podcast with a dude bro. With right? a well, yeah, they were they were kind of like modern dude bro. They weren't kind of like they weren't Nickelback dude bros. <laughs> no, not that. They weren't. They didn't listen to Joe Rogan. Ugh, they, don't they, get me started. <laughs> Joe? They, they might have listened to Mark Marin. Okay. Yeah, which is... Yeah. It's a step up from yeah. Joe. We'll take it. <laughs> anyway, uh, I have the purple hair, mm-hmm. and uh, one of the gentlemen, they were still inebriated from the night before his activities at like seven thirty, eight o'clock this morning. Woof. Yeah, that's okay. They were young. They can do that, I guess. If that's the life they choose, no shame. It is a Sunday, I you know. It hurts me to think about. Same. Yeah, uh, but anyway, they were um, commenting on the purple hair, and one of them was like, "Wait, weren't you out at an event recently?" I'm like, "Well, I was several. Which one do you think you saw me at?" I said, "It's hard to miss me, six foot two with purple hair and a great big beard." And he's like, "Yeah, you were you were wearing a dress." I'm like, "That's still that narrows it down, but not quite." <laughs> I was very brave with my dress wearing in the last couple weeks. I went out uh, in a sundress to a couple of different events. Uh, But I went to Summerfest, and they had seen me at Summerfest, and he pointed me out to his friend. He's like, and I thought for sure I was going to get the comment, like, what the hell is a dude doing wearing a dress? And instead, the uh, comment was, you looked really comfortable. I should get a dress. And I said, yes, you absolutely should get a dress. And if you need help finding your size, I will help you. <laughs> That's, you know, I love that so much. Yeah. And I think that the more we exist unapologetically and mm-hmm. authentically, the more other people come to realize that it's okay to express yourself unapologetically in those ways. Leading by example from within the queer community, I think is one of the best ways to dismantle toxic masculinity because we live in such a small town and because i stand out so much (laughs) in my appearance it makes me very nervous to go out dressed uh in my um full femininity Mm -hmm. makeup dress um all of it but it has been so freeing for me and i have wonderful support structures in place here um I have to thank Stephanie, my roommate, plus mm-hmm. Miranda. Miranda. Uh, and uh, I even saw Danny uh, out mm. at Worthy. Uh, they all went out for a little girls' night and invited me to come hang out in my lovely dress. Mm-hmm. And so I had support in case I were to be confronted. Nothing ever happened, mm-hmm. of course, but I was able to go out in my sundress and feel lovely and pretty that night and listen to some good music and have a cider. That's so good. Yeah. And it reminds me of sort of the um, the genesis of the bull dyke and the genesis of like sort of the butch lesbian as security in gay bars. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look at the history of um, sort of the, the butch presentation and the, the bull dyke lesbian, 
there is a lot of uh, literature that talks about them as security mm-hmm. at these bars and in these spaces. And having that kind of give and take, push and pull relationship within the community of being protected by your peers and having... Um, you know, you see it on TikTok, scary dog privileges, and it yeah. usually refers to your your butch girlfriend. But I think that, you know, your friends and and your network really provide that support, uh, especially in a town like this that's still on that tipping point. We're very purple mm-hmm. politically here. Yes. Yeah. Um, the other thing we talked about found family, mm-hmm. um, and that's a great use. Uh, last week we talked about found family. Uh, it's a great use of your found family to do things like um, going shopping for clothing. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of people on TikTok ask me, you know, how do you go out shopping for clothing? I'm not too scared these days to walk into a lady's department and just start browsing things that I think are pretty and buying what I want. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot of thrift store shopping because I find really c- cool, cute androgynous or feminine things there. Um, But I always recommend to people who are just starting that journey on their own, take a friend. Mm -hmm. Take a friend to go shopping with you. Then you just have an excuse. If nothing else, if you need that excuse of, I'm just looking with them, Mm -hmm. then you have that. You don't need to, obviously. You don't need to say that. But if it makes you feel more comfortable, Mm -hmm. you can. Um, And I highly recommend, you know, those that support network. Absolutely. Uh, I know that when my ex-girlfriend was kind of starting her gender journey and coming to terms with the idea that she was transgender, she was spending a lot of time with a friend of hers who works as a makeup artist. And this person would spend evenings with her and do her makeup and do her makeup in various like high femme, like ultra femme kind of ways. And it really helped her discover that side of herself. Mm-hmm. And I know that for me, drag was a huge component of learning the boundaries of my gender or the lack of boundaries, really, sure. of my gender and learning the ways in which I feel co- most comfortable. Mm-hmm. Drag was a huge part of that. And I wouldn't have had that without our local drag community and without Miranda, who is my drag dad. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, we do have a, a lovely and blossoming drag community here. And that, you know, I same thing went for me when I finally realized that I could do bearded drag. Mm-hmm. Like that's an actual thing I could. I, I had in my own mind already written off drag because I, I wear my beard mm. all year long. There's never a time when I'm clean shaven, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just thought, well, I can't do drag because I have a beard. And my first opportunity to do it and, and the support that I felt not only from my all the other queens and kings that I was dragging with, but from the audience and those around me uh, just real, made me realize I can break all these gender constructs, not only in the, in the real world, but in the drag world as well. Yes, yes. I love bearded drag. It's... I love I love beards and I love the flexibility of presentation that beards allow and I love seeing flowers in beards and seeing glitter in beards and the various ways in which you can bend the bars of what is traditionally a masculine presentation. Yeah. 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 It makes me um all the more happy in my fashion choices that I can wear what I'm wearing and still have this big, beautiful beard and curly mustache. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry I didn't curl for you today. (gasps) 
it's and all so it's I, all just saggy and honestly you sad. still have a little bit of a curl at the mm. corners because it's so trained at this point we i think we do train yes we spend a lot of time with oils and balms mm-hmm. and and gels and things training i do that with my mohawk because i have a natural part and it's not where i would like it to be and so um we've done quite a bit of training with the part and with the mohawk and i retrain my part every few years anyway and like switch sides and stuff so if you look at pictures of me through the years my part moves around perfect so i'm very familiar with the training of the follicles i haven't had a center part since the uh early 80s Mm. we took the side part road and never looked back after that yeah (laughs) I had a center part for a while, but I also had bangs. So I had the center part and then I had blunt cut, full forward bangs. And people kept telling me I looked like Zoe Deschanel, so I cut it pretty quickly. Um, because cutesy isn't really my brand, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I would say I'm probably a little more on the cutesy side than you. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay, so that being said, um, what are the best non-binary stores out there? There must be thousands of them, right? When you can just walk in and all the nine non-binary clothes are hanging on the rack. What What is the uniform of the non-binary person? What do, what do you <laughs> owe society as far as uniform and dress code? Well, so we have patches um, and we have leather jackets. <laughs> Uh, that say anti-gender gender squad on the back. Um, coming soon to our merch store. Yay! Um, personally, I find thrift stores are the best place for yeah. me because uh, I have a weird shaped body. I have very long femurs like we talked about. Um, I have an extremely broad, I'm a broad person. I have a very broad rib cage. I have broad shoulders. I have a very broad pelvis. And so even at my skinniest, the least I've ever weighed in my life was 170 pounds. That is the smallest I've Mm -hmm. ever been. And I was still broad. I mean, I'm built like a quarterback and it's great. I love it. I love how broad I am. I've always really liked that. But it makes shopping for clothing a little bit difficult, Um, especially shopping for men's shirts. And a lot of uh, non-binary people will probably feel me pretty hard on this one where a shirt will fit you on top and it won't fit you on the bottom Uh or it'll fit you on bottom and then it's too big on top. Um, And so button up shirts are always a challenge for me because of how I'm built. Uh, and that's fine. I, I have to shop in the plus size section for tops. Mm-hmm. And because I have no hips in the junior section for <laughs> bottoms. It's really weird. That's a mood. I mean, that's such a mood. And that's honestly part of why I'm wearing these very poorly named pants. Um, because I don't have to think about it. Mm. I can just order one size and I'm fine. And they're comfortable and they're lightweight. Uh, and they're great for climbing and they're good for yoga. And I can sit cross-legged and all these things. Um, fashion has always been a challenge for me because I am not at home in my body and I never really have been. Yeah. Uh, I've always been like many people, my own worst critic when it comes to the way my body looks and at my, at my thinnest, I was basically starving myself. I mean, looking back, I lost a bunch of weight after high school And I lost it mostly because of depression and external pressure. Mm -hmm. And I was not eating healthily and I was not treating my body well. It's not a good way to lose weight. No. And so even looking at the pictures, I was thin, 
but I had cystic acne that I'm sure was not helped by what I was eating. Mm-hmm. I was eating the same thing every single day for like a year and a half. Oh no. 100% sure I had horrible vitamin deficiencies. My hair was really brittle. Like it was, I was not healthy and I was not happy. And probably the healthiest and happiest I've ever been with my body was when I was rock climbing three to four times a week. Mm-hmm. And I was strong and broad and regularly being mistaken for a man. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately that was cut short when my back injury happened, but I've recently been approved to start rock climbing again. So I ordered a new harness. I'm gonna start doing that again. Yay. And I am working on achieving a state of body neutrality. Uh, Body positivity is often out of my wheelhouse. Well, and it can get to, there's such thing as toxic body positivity. Right. Yeah. And so that's, I'm working on achieving a ceasefire with my body. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I've long, long since agreed that I'm not going to get on a scale anymore. I don't Mm -hmm. own a scale. Um, I look at my body in the mirror and go, are we happy with where we're at today? How are you feeling? And it's more about really feeling than it is about looking. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like there's curves and bumps and lumps and fat and places that I wish it wasn't, but it's, it's going to be there. I'm 52 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel much better than I did when I was 42 years old. Mm-hmm. So that is, that is the goal is to feel better. I don't care what your body looks like shape wise is you feel good in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, I think a, a ceasefire is a good, is a good call. What gives you the most dysphoria shopping for what gives you the most dysphoria? Um, that's been an interesting experience lately because I'm shopping. I talked a little bit about this last Mm -hmm. week. I'm shopping for a wedding. I'm in a bridal party and, um, it has been, excuse me, a fucking nightmare. Um, sorry, Miranda, trying to shop for this (laughs) wedding because I'm in this bridal party with all these devastatingly gorgeous human beings. And, um, most of the women in the bridal party are choosing to wear dresses Mm -hmm. And I realized that uh, the reason I think that so many cisgender men wear the same thing every day or maybe don't put outfits together very well is because it's really hard. Yes, it is. And so it's not like slapping on a dress and some matching shoes (laughs) and heading out. like. It's hard. Um, And so finally, I actually reached out to the maid of honor and I was like, please, God, help me. Um, And so we spent like two hours finding something. But um, shopping in general is not fun for me. Okay. Uh, When I was in high school, I was extremely overweight. And shopping for clothing became a negative experience for me really early on because mm-hmm. I had a totally wild growth spurt. I got really tall. I got all these stretch marks. I was overweight. I was really struggling with my body image. And even at that time, I didn't have the words to express myself, but I didn't look masculine enough. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with how feminine I looked. And I didn't have words for that. There, wasn't, there weren't the resources that we have now. For that and so I basically I had the word tomboy except that tomboys were into sports and I really did not I hate team <laughs> sports I really hate team sports I knew that's something else I like about you oh, I just can't do it I I tried in my youth and my parents tried yeah 
Mine did put too. me in the, the baseball and the football and the, the basketball and the soccer. <sighs> and, and and Davey didn't do well at any of them. Neither did Kit. Um, <laughs> I do. Once I discovered like rock climbing and things like that, it was yeah. a lot better. The only team sport I was ever good at was roller derby. Um, but just very, very difficult. A lot of like new clothing for school shopping endeavors um turned into tears like Mm. it was just never a positive experience and so that's part of why i think i go to thrift stores um because i can find like weird androgynous bizarre clothing that's way more up my alley um and i'm it's also easier to find things in my size at a thrift store usually we should go thrift store shopping sometime that would be so fun i would love to take you let's do that yeah that sounds really fun We'll take the recorder. We'll do we'll do a little field trip yes. with the podcast. That sounds so fun. Go clothes shopping. Oh my gosh. I, I call I have what I call the fruit loop here. This is my my, my oh. gay <laughs> thrift store shopping loop that I do of all the stores starting down at the bottom of town mm-hmm. uh, with the Humane Society and working my way up to the top of town. That's funny. I love the the hospice thrift store. The, I think it's called like Restore. It's on Greenwood. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That one's my favorite one. <laughs> I do go. There. That one's hard to get through, though. They just like cram everything That's in every inch favorite. of space. Yeah, because you have to. Lay, it's like treasure hunting. Yeah, it really none is. of it's curated. It's Where I got all... my purple toaster. See? Yeah, <laughs> I love that place. It's so. I I have a um a Kermit the Frog costume for Tybalt that came from that yes. store. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, uh, Tybalt is Kit's Sphinx cat. Yes. And he is a very dark brown, hairless boy. He's a he's black, black, okay, black, gray. Yeah, I mean he's gray because you can see his skin, but you know he's um, I think officially so a, a black Kermit the Sphinx. Frog costume on this very dark <laughs> black cat with no hair it just makes me smile. He's my baby. Oh, um, I forgot where we were going. I just lost my train of thought. Sure. Oh, we so, were going to go thrift store shopping together. Yes, we're yes. going to go thrift store shopping. We were talking about um, dysphoric shopping experiences. Uh, formal clothes. Like, if I have to get formal. dressed up into something, it just it gives me all the ugh. Because then that's when I feel like I have to be my most masculine. That's hysterical. I do better in formal clothing. Yeah. But that's probably because I have a formal outfit that I wear. Okay. You know, I've got, like, the one. It's a sport coat. And uh, black formal pants with flowers on them. And I have a high-necked floral um, mesh like tank top that I wear under the sport coat. And then floral Doc Martens. And that is my formal. And that's been the thing about the wedding, too. I'm like, fuck, I can't wear my usual, (laughs) my go-to. Like every wedding I've been to in the last three years, I'm wearing that outfit. You have to be a damn bridesmaid this time. Yeah, exactly. Okay, can we talk about that term for just a moment? And that's actually something that Miranda had addressed when she asked me to be part of the bridal party because she also doesn't like the word bridesmaid. Mm-hmm. Um, and our friend John is also in the bridal party. Yay. Um, and so we have men in the bridal party, we have women, and then we have me. Mm-hmm. And um, so we've been calling it the bridal party. And Lily's title isn't even maid of honor, and I can't remember what we're calling her. Um yeah, I can't remember, okay. but it's not maid of honor. Mm-hmm. It's something else. But you're in the bridal party. I'm in the bridal party, okay. and Miranda's been super sensitive you're to that. You're a bridal patron? 
bridal patron. <laughs> I don't know if that. No, that does. That sounds a little bridal too formal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting. The wedding industry is still so binary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so many things are. So my uh, the other dysphoric thing is anytime I have to go into the men's department for anything in any big box store, and mm. I just see this row of nothing but I did a TikTok about this of just brown, blue, <laughs> green, and sometimes red. Mm-hmm. You know, like a muted shade of red. Mm-hmm. That's your color selection palette. And if you look at me, do I like those colors? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I mean, with others, perhaps. Sure. But let's brighten it up a little bit for men, shall we? Yeah, I mean, you're sitting here in purple hair and a tie-dye shirt. Like, <laughs> you know, in your 1975 Jane Fonda regalia. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That, that's my gender this week. Excellent. I'm Jane Fonda. What is, your, what is your gender this week? Um, my gender yesterday was Bjork. Okay. Um, which I'm really kind of feeling, like, just that sort of agender fae-like. Is it? Is it the... Um, Wear a swan the on swan, my head. I was going to say, is it the swan <laughs> costume Bjork? Um, I said to someone this week week that I want to be feminine in the way that Jessica Lange is feminine and masculine in the way that Jeff Goldblum is masculine. And I feel like that is a very good sort of encapsulation of my gender goals. I want to be masculine in the way that Diane Keaton is masculine and feminine Mm. in the way that Jeff Goldblum is feminine. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that's exactly the thing too. It works either way. And I think what I love so much about Jessica Lange is the performative gender Uh, aspect of her career. Um, And that's, I've come to realize fairly recently that I think I am a gender. I have described myself as gender fluid for a long time. And I don't think that's quite right. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I am a gender and um, that's been an interesting thing to think about lately in the context of performative gender because I am a drag king and did drag to pretty good effect before the world closed and it's been kind of interesting to look back on my history as an actor and my history of performance and things like that because Everything I have done has been performative gender in one way or another. So, tell me about a gender. Def- can can we define a gender? Sure, without gender. Um, you know, I mean, literally from the roots for without. Okay. Uh, so no gender, um, and that I think fits me way better than bouncing between different genders mm. because that's not even on days that I'm feeling mask or presenting more femme. I don't identify with that gender Mm -hmm. or really with any gender (laughs) and so I think just without gender I'm I am an amorphous cloud trapped inside of a meat suit yes how would you like to be pursued perceived as 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 not like to be pursued (laughs) pursued no perceived (laughs) I would like you not to perceive me thank you so part of the reason that I am venturing into this microdosing of HRT thing Mm -hmm. um is because i really enjoy being perceived as somewhere in the liminal space of androgyny you want people to have question marks above their heads as you walk by exactly and i find that frequently um when i am when i am at my fighting weight i am frequently misgendered on wild ends of the spectrum it's anybody's guess uh until i speak 
and that's the experience of a lot of trans people um, mm -hmm. that when you speak your voice gives you away and so that's part of the the microdosing thing I want to lower my voice a couple registers um, even though I, I already have a deepish speaking voice I would like to go down a couple steps and sure. um, yeah I want to I want to exist in that liminal androgynous space and I would say that that from my experience, um, it's not just the lowering of the voice. There is something more gravel, not gravelly, that's the wrong phrase, uh, or wrong word. It, there's something more gruff mm -hmm. about a testosterone-enhanced voice. I think there's a tonal thing mm -hmm. as well. So um, women tend to speak in a more musical way. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things for transgender women who are making an effort to feminize their voices more, learning to speak in a more musical tone, making sure that your voice goes up and it also goes down, right? And so speaking in that kind of musical way is associated with femininity and speaking in a less musical way is more mm -hmm. masculine. That was part of my masking for a long time was mm -hmm. just learning to lower my voice and speak at this rate and not do the the very up and down sing-songy thing that I was just more kind of prone to do. Mm -hmm. yeah, and and then that in in my broadcasting career, then it was very presentation-y. I had to get <laughs> into that kind of, hi, I'm a radio announcer guy. You kind of sound like <laughs> Nick Offerman when you do that. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we were uh, off recording. We were talking about Nick Offerman earlier, and yeah, that's a that's funny. That is that kind of like newscaster. Yeah, Nick, if you're voice. listening, you can call either one of us, please. If if Megan just isn't doing it for you anymore. Oh <laughs> no, I know <laughs> they're, they're so together. happy. I love them together. I no, I hope nothing's going wrong with that. No. It would make me very sad. But you know, if you I mean, if you just like if maybe she gives you a pass for the day, you could both call, call me. me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Ooh, that would be a fun date. Yes, yes. I mean, <laughs> at least for me, maybe not for them. Both but, of yeah. you. Call my people. <laughs> Call our people. Our people are us. Our people <laughs> are us. <laughs> you can get a hold of us on our website, two pans and a pod dot show. There you go. And leave us a message, please. <laughs> uh, Dave. Yes. Let's talk about over pronouning. <laughs> you know, I I would say I'm guilty of that just because I want people to know that I'm using their pronouns. Mm -hmm. Um and and one thing I have noticed even on our podcast is sometimes when I'm using your pronouns I will over punch the pronoun a little bit. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe now you'll notice it if I do it. So um, this is my friend Dave and they. That, that's the, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I'm kind of guilty. I just I, I want people to know that I'm an ally. I'm mm -hmm. supportive. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're more than an ally. You're part of the family. That's true. That is a behavior that I see in allies more often. Mm. Um particularly, I'm coming for you, particularly cisgender gay men um, <laughs> who, in my experience, um, make really bad allies sometimes. I love y'all. I really do. Uh, I frequently will have interactions with gay men where they will misgender me. And then when I correct them, throw themselves prostrate and tear at their hair and gnash which, their teeth. Which and, we have already discussed is not right. okay. 
And do so not do. then swinging wildly to the other end of the spectrum, we have that over pronouning. Um, I would certainly rather be over pronoun than misgendered. I yes, I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, but words like you when you're speaking to somebody, you don't have to always refer to them as they and them <laughs> to their face. You're not talking about them in the third person. I have a coworker who's a middle-aged woman and she kept messing up my pronouns and we had a conversation and the next time I saw her she goes and how are they this morning and I looked behind me I was like who me I'm fine thank you how are you you know she's a little confused but she's got the spirit it's the royal day <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the royal like, how are we this morning hey. Uh, hang on there's more people in the room shit you can see them too (laughs) right one of our locations is haunted i was like is patricia standing behind me (laughs) um Uh, that's sweet i suppose i mean it's a brave new world for some people it is and we need to i guess give a little grace (laughs) at least they're trying and that's the kind of trying i would like to see yeah rather than the kind of trying where someone misgenders me and then goes i'm sorry it's just so hard and i'm like oh i'm sorry that my gender is so difficult for you i should have asked you like no (laughs) no my car ride the other day when people when the lady was trying to get me to reveal things about you. <laughs> a complete um, stranger's a genitalia. A complete stranger, yeah. I was like, um, no. No. <laughs> but it was just, um, she was asking now, so does everybody have pronouns? I'm like, honey, you have pronouns. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but do I need to put them on my, like, my signature of my email i said that would be a great start yeah i said why not I, I said if everybody did that think how inclusive that would be i said i find it very nice to when i when i introduce myself if i remember to hi i'm dave and i i use they he pronouns and that opens the door she's like you don't think that's that's like being offensive to people i'm like how is that offensive bitch what (laughs) right it's like (laughs) how is that offensive when i say that my my pronouns are this yeah like they're my pronouns like you don't my pronouns offend you you don't have to come back with yours you're welcome to if you'd like i'm opening the door for you to to use yours if you'd like but you don't have to people get so worked up cisgender people get so worked up um we we have been having this fight at work about whether everyone should be including their pronouns on correspondences, on name tags, things mm-hmm. like that. And there has been big resistance from a couple of cisgender Gen Xers mm-hmm. who very much do not want to include their pronouns on things. And I would like to apologize on behalf of my generation for still y'all. having some closed minds. <laughs> y'all need to calm the fuck down. Um, <laughs> Gen X is really interesting because you guys are so much on the cusp between a sort of default conservative or counterculture. You had one of two options. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then this kind of brave new nihilistic world that millennials have been living in. It's really interesting. I love Gen X. <laughs> I do too, but you we're confuse me oh, so much so sometimes. Messed up. Oh, like, me too. I, I regularly have conversations with Xers where I'm like, "Are you guys okay?" Like, I really don't want to date my own generation. I don't want to date Gen Xers because it's like I don't want to have these conversations and fights. I'd rather date somebody with a more open mindset. I feel that. <laughs> I feel that for sure. I frequently date outside of my age range, and Gen X has been a challenge occasionally. Yeah. Um, so I feel that. 
See, that's the thing is that nobody younger than me wants to date me because they're like, oh, Gen X, no. Uh, I would be a lot more likely to date a Gen Xer that uses they pronouns than a Gen Xer that does not. Um, (laughs) Because at least they are trying. Sorry, Gen X. We're just going to come for you today. God, harsh. Um, It's fine. You deserve it. (laughs) I I can say that. I'm part of the generation. Well, and the Zoomers are starting to make fun of us, um, which is great. I love it. They're so spicy. They are a little spicy, aren't they? so spicy. I love Gen Z. I love them so much. They're so feisty (laughs) and just so take no prisoners. Um, They've got all of our nihilism, Mm -hmm. but they didn't know the world as a better place no they didn't know the world really pre 9 11 they're they they've been living in post-apocalyptic united states for their whole lives yeah yeah and so they don't give a hoot about it's so impressive because i think millennials still grew up with a sense of hope (laughs) oh sorry zoomers sorry Um, sorry to crush that millennials but like yeah we we grew up with like the future is bright yeah that was like the the tagline. The future is bright. And right. then 9-11 happened and we went, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And it's just gotten worse. And then the housing crash happened and you went, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, and then right global when we warming were... came and scorched the earth and you went, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're so, not going to get into that today. We said we weren't. We said we wouldn't. <laughs> but I do. I love the Zoomers. I love the generational changes that are happening between each generation. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Um, some of my best friends are gen x and it's really interesting to have conversations with them because there are like just some huge cultural differences there yeah so yeah. <laughs> and some of it is still using racist phraseology Ooh, yeah Ooh, yeah ha. well and a lot of y'all are getting really good about it like and that's the thing i think a lot of gen x is willing to listen mm. when someone says "Ooh, hey friendo maybe not <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't use that word right now, you know, or whatever. Um, The thing that I find with the pronouns and the racism and the sexism and the misogyny and the trans misogyny, the thing that I'm finding is that when you have these conversations, people generally react one of three ways. One, they get super embarrassed and over-apologize. Two, they apologize and internalize that message and do better. Or three, they get really defensive. And the mechanism behind the defense seems to be, you are implying that I am a bad person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think, the really damaging part of all of it. I've got very little patience for that mindset. Mm-hmm. Like, once, maybe. If sure. I can, And then if I can explain how they're not a bad person, they just need to rethink their mindset. But then after that, it's like, no, I have no patience for you. I still have patience for it if I believe that person can be reached. Mm. Um, so my grandma is a victim of Fox News, um, unfortunately. And we've had a lot of interesting conversations oh, over Fox the last sake. couple of years. Exactly. Thank you. Um, but she called me after the ICE protests here in town. Um, <laughs> Chinga la migra. Fuck ICE. Just in case anyone listening is, you know, questioning my allegiance there. Quit kidnapping our residents. They got tear gas in my car. Um, (laughs) In my car. I had to, like, spend the next day taking baby wipes and, like, wiping it off of my seats and stuff. Like, are you kidding me? Anyway, so my grandma called my mom to make sure that I hadn't been arrested, (laughs) Um, which I wasn't. But then I actually ended up calling my grandma, and she brought it up. I didn't start it. 
mom, if you're listening, I did not start it <laughs> with grandma, but she brought it up. And so I had the opportunity to explain to her how important these men were to our community yeah. and how long they'd been living here and what their families were like and what they did for local businesses and what they did for work and all these things. Um, and I don't know if it changed anything big picture for her. Mm-hmm. But I think it helped put a face to these people that were stolen from our community by ICE. Yeah. And I'm willing to do some of that work, depending on who the person is. I have a coworker who is a a cisgender, heterosexual woman. She's Gen X. And we are regularly having conversations about, you know, I understand your perspective and I understand why you feel that way. But here's why that's harmful. And I don't know if I'm making a difference, but Mm. I know in at least a few ways I've planted a seed. And if that seed blooms in a year or five, awesome. You know? Maybe it will. And it's not too much emotional energy out of my day. I do have days where I will say, you know, can we put a pin in this conversation? Because I do not have room for you right now. Um. But I think it's worth doing. Yeah. So, but if I'm talking to someone who's just playing devil's advocate. You know, and you know, you know the intent. Uh-huh. You can tell the intent by the way the question is asked. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, my spidey sense goes off and I'm like, nah, we're not going to do that. I actually had a conversation with some high schoolers during um, the George Floyd uprising at a protest. Um, there was this guy who was just harassing people and being an asshole and not wearing a mask. So you immediately know <laughs> kind of what his deal is. Yeah. And he was harassing people and trying to get people to debate with him. Oh, because just you know, have, Come on, why won't you yeah, debate with why me? Why won't you debate with me? Like, it's my birthright to suck up all your emotional energy. I'm a cishet white guy. <laughs> um, and so I actually like grabbed the teenagers and I was like, don't engage with him. You need to gray rock him. Ignore him. He's like a bear. If you play dead, he'll get bored and walk away. Yeah. He has nothing to climb on to. Exactly. Oh, cishet white men. Mm. Repent of your ways. Repent. <laughs> Repent. We're coming for you all. I offer free exorcisms for cishet white guys. <laughs> Would love to watch one of those. <laughs> get thee out. Oh, he just, instead of green pea soup, he just spews Bud Light all over the walls. <laughs> <laughs> God. Miller Genuine Draft. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's Hard Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. I like Mike's Hard. Well, I, I used do to. Too, I haven't oh, had one in like oh, six years. Oh, the hangovers you get from that. Uh, I, get, I can't drink it all anymore. Man. I can drink... I can drink white liquors, mm-hmm. like clear liquors. It seems like I can still drink, but anything else, I have a migraine. I get a migraine. I can't drink wine anymore. Yeah. I can't drink spritzes. I haven't been able to drink beer for a long time because gluten makes me cry, but <laughs> I just like can't drink anymore. It's I'll so help depressing. You. I'll help you with it. It's Perfect. Fine. You just bring me your alcohol. Excellent. Thank you for your sacrifice. My, my liver was untouched for many years <laughs> from from being a Mormon. So See? I'm yeah. just trying to I'm just trying to abuse it now until I die. Well, if you start now, you can pickle yourself. Yay! <laughs> 
pull a Keith Richards. <laughs> no, I haven't started. And see, that's like my 401k. I started too late in life to mm. be a Keith Richards. <laughs> I haven't deposited enough trauma into my trauma bank to be a Keith Richards. Speaking of men I should not find attractive, but inexplicably do. No. Keith Richards. Stop. Call me. No. I can't, really? even, I can't even explain why. Ew, ew. I don't even. It's, uh, okay. I think it's the same thing that makes me attracted to Danny Trejo. Like, I couldn't even tell you why. Wow. But like, oh, I think Danny Trejo, Danny, call me. Um, <laughs> New things I'm learning about Kit Hey, today. Chase, if you finally started listening to this podcast, <laughs> I love you. Um, <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, Danny Trejo. Even, well, and, and I think some of it with Danny Trejo is he's a really good guy. Like, he's a genuinely he, good yeah, person. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. Yeah. But no, I also find him physically very appealing. <laughs> so fair. There you go. Daddy right. Trejo. Daddy Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, stop. <laughs> ah! It's fine. It's fine. No judgment. It's fine. Right? Maybe some judgment. I mean, judgment's I'll, fine. I'll, I'll keep it all in here. I'll be fine. You can judge me all you want. <laughs> Everybody else does. The lady, when I parked to come into the studio, the lady working the front desk at the place next door was st- staring at me i don't even have my mohawk up today like i don't know why. it's just that nobody shows up here on a sunday yeah. ever so yeah. that's like just why like, are you here are we gonna get robbed yeah <laughs> kit another lovely episode with yes. you thank you so much for being here thank you so much for having me this is my co-host kit they use they them pronouns you can find them on tiktok at kits always sunny you can also find them now on instagram at pacific northwest perfume and at PacificNorthwestPerfume.com. Yes. Did I get them all? Yes. Yeah! <laughs> this is my co-host, Dave. They use they, he pronouns. You can find them at TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at I am Dave Felton. That's us. Do, 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 do. Thank you for listening to another episode of Two Pans in a Pod. <laughs>